You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. It's so, so good to be together. Amen. Amen. There's nothing as good as the brethren coming together. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. Yes. I know we are the house of the Lord, but when we come together, we are also the house of the Lord. So individually, we house the Lord. Corporately, we house the Lord. And uh, there are different benefits of housing the Lord. There are different benefits of coming together. As the scripture says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves. As the manner of some is, seeing that the days are approaching. Yes, the day of the Lord is approaching. So it's good to see you. Um, we thank God for his preservation in the course of this pandemic. Come on. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah. Amen. Viruses come and they go. You know, we have, we have here this device, you know, Casper. This thing is sanitizing the air in this place. Glory to God. The most advanced technology available right now. So the air is being sanitized. So I want you to know you're safe. Glory to God. Yeah, it's sanitizing the air and all the surfaces. So that's, that's good. We have your safety in mind. Glory, glory. Amen. Are you ready for the word of God? Amen. Yes, why don't we welcome our online audience? <laughs> glory to God. Amen. It's good to be together. And uh, let's, let's get into the word. I'm going to bring a word to you um, uh, that the Lord gave me. And... Um, I call it repentance, um, man's will alignment. Okay? Will as in W-I-L-L. Okay? Yeah. So repentance is man's will alignment. Okay? Yeah. It's man's will alignment. Now repentance is one of the foundation doctrines of the Bible. And I'm aware that in some circles, repentance is not popular in this day and age. In this day and age, in some circles, um, it is said that once you give your life to Jesus, you don't need repentance anymore. And uh, the scripture does not teach that. All right. It's men that teach that, but Jesus has a different opinion. Jesus has a different opinion to men. And how many people know that Jesus is smarter than men? Come on, yes. So I would rather go with Jesus than go with any other person, no matter how smart they are. All right? So repentance is one of the foundation doctrines in the Scriptures. And from time to time, we need to go back to God, there are times that we need to repent. 
The word to repent simply means to change your mind. All right? It's a change of mind. It's a change of direction. It's a change of actions. All right? So, are you saying to me that once I'm born again, I don't need to change my mind anymore? That cannot be true. Okay? So, it, you need repentance to get into the kingdom of God. Am I correct? All right, let's look at, let's look at, uh, let's start by looking at Matthew chapter 3. Um, in Matthew chapter 3, the ministry of John the Baptist, we see that John came. John's main message was repentance. Okay? His main message was repentance. And uh, one of the things that the angel Gabriel, as a matter of fact, maybe we can start from there. One of the things that the angel Gabriel said to his father, Zechariah, when he visited and uh, delivered the message um, in uh, Zechariah, uh, sorry, Zechariah indeed, in Luke chapter 1, <laughs> in Luke chapter 1, and I'll read from verse, um, uh, verse, verse 5 says, There was in the days of Herod the king, of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, of the division of Abijah. His wife was the daughter, one of the daughters of, uh, of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And they were both well advanced in years. So it was while he was serving as priest before the Lord in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priest, his Lord, uh, his Lord fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And while the multitude of people were praying outside at the hour of incense, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing in the right hand, uh, right side of the altar of incense. When Isaiah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He shall also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. All right? And uh, the angel the angel is bringing this uh, message to him. And he says in verse um, 17, He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So you see, the, the, ministry, of, uh, the, uh, the, the ministry of John the Baptist had to do with repentance and repentance has to do with turning. Okay, turning the hearts of the fathers to the children. It took repentance for the fathers to turn. All right. So the word to repent means to, uh, to, to turn. 
all right, to change your mind and to change your direction. So one of the things that the messages of John the Baptist did was that it convicted people and stirred them to change direction, to change their minds. And one of the things that is conspicuously missing in our generation now is that people are not being stirred to turn. People are not being stirred to change direction anymore. Come on. Yeah. So we are believing God that this nation is going to turn to God. Glory to God. Yeah, because if we don't turn to God, if we turn, don't turn, turn from, uh, from our idolatry, if we don't turn from ancestral worship, if we don't turn from evil, to God, I, I can assure you that God will visit this land with judgment. So it takes, we need to repent on behalf of the nation. We need to repent for ourselves as well. All right? Yes. So um, God is a just God and sin must be punished. But repentance makes provision for his mercy. Hallelujah. Repentance makes provision for his grace. Repentance is vital. It's vital. So the ministry of John the Baptist had to do with turning people ahead of Jesus. He, he, he went before the face of the Messiah. He started his ministry before Jesus. Although they were six months apart. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. John the Baptist started preaching. And uh, so let's look at, look, let's look at um, Matthew chapter 3. It says, verse 1, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he was bringing alignment. Glory to God. Yeah, John the Baptist came to bring alignment to the nation. And that's why you see his message even affected the king. The king was very disturbed because he, he you know, John the Baptist will not allow him. Why? The king took his brother's wife. Because he's king, he takes the brother's wife, and John the Baptist says, no, this is wrong. You must change. That's, if you don't repent, you will perish. Now, how many people know that kings, are, kings don't like to be talked to like that? Yeah, they want, to, they want you to say, your majesty, your royal majesty, O king, live forever. But not John. John did not say live forever. In fact, he says you are going to perish. If you don't repent, if you don't change. So being a king does not exempt you from the commandments of God. So John the Baptist came and he was preaching. He's, he, he was vocal. 
Repent for the kingdom of kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then he says, For this is for this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his, his path. Make his path straight. What is that? Alignment. Glory to God. Yeah. So the, the man needs to constantly, from time to time, align his will to the will of God. Okay? We need that so that we can experience all the benefits that God has promised us. We need that. So, and in this season, we have been, we've, we've been having some time of prayer. Those of you, you've been um, part of the Zoom sessions. We've been dealing with um, alignment, you know, and we've been praying, praying along those lines. And I'm telling you, it's significant, especially for the season that we are in. This is a season of repentance. Glory to God. This is a time that you, 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 you need to introspect. And see, is there anything in my life that needs to be aligned? Okay? Where, what part of my will needs to be aligned to the will of God? All right. So, if you, if you don't think like that as a Christian, you, you are, you know, I don't know if you are still on the right path. I don't know if you're still on the right path. We should, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not bringing like condemnation or whatever. I'm just giving you the word of God. Okay. So, uh, John the Baptist. This guy was so radical. It says in verse four. Now John himself was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Now that what a diet. I don't know if prophets are supposed if prophets were supposed to be having this kind of diet and this kind of dress code. I don't know if we'll have as many prophets as we do today. Uh, how many people want to be prophets that you are just um, you only have to eat locust and, and honey? That is hectic. No steak, no bry. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no bride and uh, no chicken, just locust and honey. This guy was incredible. All right, so Jerusalem, it says, then J Jerusalem and all Ju Judea and all the region around the Jordan went out to him. Can you imagine, even though he was preaching this kind of message, they were coming to him. What was going on? Come on, say the kingdom. When the kingdom is in manifestation, when the kingdom is in manifestation, people come. People respond. Hallelujah. It's because John was bringing a message of the kingdom. And many were baptized by him in Jordan, confessing their sins. Can you see that? 
In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, he says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, repentance needs to become popular again. Glory to God. Yeah, repentance needs to become popular again. Verse 7 says, But when he saw many of the Pharisees, when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers! Who want you to flee from the wrath to come? Can you see? So when there's no repentance, there is wrath coming. All right? When there is no repentance, wrath is coming. It's just a matter of time. Wrath will come when there is no repentance. So, this guy says, who want you, brood of vipers, who want you to flee from the wrath to come? He was the one that warned them. <laughs> he was the one that warned them. He preached, and they got convicted. And they were coming in their numbers. The entire religious um, institution was shaken by this man's ministry. John the Baptist was great. Jesus said, of those born of a woman, there is none greater than John the Baptist. So in other words, John the Baptist was greater than Moses, greater than Elijah. Hallelujah. Although he didn't perform miracles. But just to herald the kingdom, just to herald the kingdom, put him in a class above the rest. Hallelujah. So don't joke with the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is very significant. It's very significant. So he had the privilege of going ahead of Jesus. And he had the privilege of preaching repentance and the kingdom of God. So he says to them, Therefore, Bear fruit worthy of repentance. So you see, repentance has fruit. Some people say, oh, well, I repented. How do you repent? Oh, I told God I'm sorry. Now, that's the starting point. But that's not where it ends. Okay? When you tell God, Lord, I've sinned against you, forgive me. I remember those days when we were uh, boarding school. Catholic school. We used to have confession time. Okay, so uh, we would go to the father. The father is in that cubicle and you just kneel down next to him. Holy father, I have sinned. <laughs> you know, okay, what did you do? And <laughs> I stole my friend's pen. I did. <laughs> You know, and and we would we would uh, confess, and then after that he would uh, he would give us some uh, penance. You know, you need to say so so number of hail marys, and 
certain number of our fathers, okay? And then he will, he will, he will, he will tell you your sin is forgiven. And then we'll go back again and go and do the same thing. And wait for the next confession. <laughs> That's not repentance. It's confession, but it's not repentance. Do you get my point? Confession is different from repentance. Because confession, you're saying, I'm sorry, you are remorseful. Okay? But, so, but repentance has to do with change. Glory to God. It has to do with change. If you have not changed, you have not repented. Okay? If you speak in tongues and you have not changed, you have not repented. You are just a tongue-talking, unrepentant, whatever. Kadabostaha. Say, Lord, bless him, bless him, bless, bless the blessed pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Like I said, it's not, it's not, um, it's not something that uh, is popular. In fact, um, the word, the word to repent is hardly, you hardly hear about it. Um, but it is real. Okay? So John the Baptist was preaching this and, and indeed he had results. And to tell you that John the Baptist got results, some of the disciples, the first disciples of Jesus were disciples of John the Baptist. Yes. So the impact of John's ministry was so strong but these guys changed. So by the time Jesus came, it was easy for them to follow Jesus. All right. And we see even in the book of Acts, Apollos. If you read Acts 19, Apollos, who was mighty in words and in deed, he was converted through the preaching of John the Baptist. So his ministry was effective. Was effective. It's just that it was not complete because Jesus needed to come. And so when Jesus comes, Jesus comes, let's look at uh, chapter 4 of Matthew, the same, just the next chapter, chapter 4. After the temptation, when Jesus, Jesus returns, you know, and, and uh, he, 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 he comes to Galilee and he's, he begins to preach. Verse 17 says, from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So now Jesus is introducing the kingdom, and then he's saying, guys, repent. All right? John the Baptist was preaching repentance, but Jesus is also preaching repentance. What's the difference between the repentance of John the Baptist and the repentance of Jesus? Is there a difference? I believe there's a difference. So Jesus is now introducing the kingdom itself. Now, John the Baptist was preaching repentance because he was preparing for the king. Okay? The king of kings. The king of the kingdom himself is coming. 
So Jesus comes and he brings a kingdom. And now in order for you to enter the kingdom, you need to repent. Okay? You need to repent. And Jesus, is, Jesus he begins to preach that. And then that's when he now calls his disciples to follow him. And wherever he went, he continued preaching. Yes. Verse, verse, verse 23 says, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. So you see, as he's preaching repentance and he's preaching the kingdom, power is being, you know, is, is manifesting. Power is manifesting and people are now experiencing manifestations of the kingdom. Because there's no sickness in heaven, because Jesus is declaring the kingdom, sickness is getting, is running out of people's bodies. Hallelujah. But you see, repentance goes ahead. There are times that even some healings, I've experienced that. In, 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 in my ministry, there are some people are prayed for, we prayed for, nothing happens, and then the Holy Spirit says, this person needs to repent of this. All right? Repent of this. And I lead them to repentance. I, you know, by the word of knowledge, say, okay, God is saying you need to repent of this. And when the person repents, they get healed. Glory to God. So the person is born again. He's born again, but you see, the, the, the person's life is out of alignment with the kingdom of God. So it takes repentance for the life to be aligned so that the kingdom can flow into that person's life. So that the kingdom can manifest. Hallelujah. Yeah, I've seen it several times. Several times. And even life-threatening conditions. Just from repentance. So sometimes we pray for people. We don't even know why they are not healed. We don't know. Okay? Sometimes God will say, this is the reason. But sometimes he's not obliged to tell us. Glory to God. Yeah. So sometimes he would tell us and say, this is the reason. If this person can deal with this, then things will be fine. Because the body is out of alignment. The, the life, the heart is out of alignment. So the body also has to, you know, um, get out of alignment with the divine order. You see, when you align your wheel, when you take your car for wheel alignment, you know, it's not so much, it's not so much the wheel, okay? Uh, when, they, when they align the, 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 uh, your wheel, it's your suspension that they work on. Glory to God, which is carrying the wheels, okay? So they work on that, and then, you know, maybe the wheel might need to be balanced sometimes, but, you know, uh, so... The point I'm trying to make is that when things are when something is out of alignment, many other things get affected. Glory to God. Many other things get affected when there is lack of alignment. 
And that's why repentance is vital. And that is one of the reasons why Satan is attacking repentance so that people can remain out of alignment and make it easier for him to do his work. Glory. Yeah. So because the suspension is not properly aligned, the wheel is skewed. And then before you know it, your tire gets, gets worn out quicker than it should. It wears out at the wrong place. Come on. So there are many ways that lack of alignment affects you and you will end up buying new tires sooner than you should. Am I correct? So in the same way, when your wheel is out of alignment, when your life is out of alignment, it impacts other areas of your life. It impacts other areas of your life. So you need repentance. It is foundational. It's foundational. You know, it's not, you, 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 you cannot progress so progress in your faith that you don't need repentance. Because you are not Jesus. Jesus didn't have anything to repent of. Because he was perfectly aligned from beginning to the end. But you are not like that. Neither am I. None of us is. Amen? Glory to God. And let me tell you, our nation is out of alignment. Our leaders are out of alignment. So we need to pray for them. Glory to God. It's not to go and, you know, and attack them. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. We need what is known as identification repentance. Okay? Identification repentance is where you identify with the sins of others, even though you are not directly guilty for it. So, for instance, we need to repent for corruption. Hallelujah. Yeah. We need to repent for racism. We need to repent for xenophobia. We need to repent for ancestral worship, idolatry. We need to repent for greed. Glory to God. Yeah, we need to repent for, for, for shedding innocent blood in the womb. Come on. So many things we need to repent of. So why? So that God's mercy can be extended to the entire nation. Don't we need God's mercy? We do. We need God's mercy. You know, we need God's mercy. The truth of the matter is that the Bible says the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked. I don't think there's any political party that has the solution. Do you get my point? Yeah, I believe that the solution is, it is, it is a hard thing. You can just change the party if you don't change the heart. If you don't align the heart, you will get the same result. And that's the truth across the world. 
across the world. So that's why we need, we need some of you who are walking with God to get into power. You're so quiet. It's like you don't like that. Just the thought of it is like, oh no. But we need people who can stand for righteousness. We need people who can stand for, for, for values, biblical values. We need people who can become like uh, portals for heaven to invade the land. For heaven to invade the institutions. Glory to God. Yeah, we need people who, even in the marketplace, it's not just in government. Like I said, the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked. So in the marketplace as well, oh my God, it's on another level. It's on another level. So there's need for repentance. We need repentance in the homes. Come on. We need to repent of of. Of gender-based violence. We need to repent of that. Yeah, we, we need to repent. It's, it's, if we don't repent, God will visit the land. And when he does, it's not going to be good. So there's need for alignment in our hearts, okay? In our hearts, in the nation, we need we need alignment. And it starts from the place of prayer. From the place of brokenness. Where we begin to go before God. And we say, God, we're so sorry. We have sinned against you. We have sinned against our sisters. We have sinned against our children. We have sinned against our brothers. We have sinned against our parents. Come on. We need to repent. So it's vital. It's important. Repentance is good for you. Okay? Don't believe any preacher that tells you that you don't need repentance after salvation. Let, let, in fact, let me, look, let me show you. Uh, let's look at Revelation. Chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. Jesus was speaking. Okay. Now this is. This is Jesus. The head of the church himself. Okay. The king of kings. The lord of lords. Right. He is speaking. And. Uh, in verse 1, he's writing, he says, And to the angel of the church in Sardius, write, This thing says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. He says, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Who is talking to the church. This is born again church. Okay, You have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. You look lively. You know, you are like the happening church in town, but you are dead. Whew. Now, only Jesus has the, you know, has the authority to talk like that. You know, to the, to the church. And he says, 
It says, be watchful and strengthen the things that remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. And then look at verse 3. Can you see it on the screen? Let's read it together. One, two, three. Remember, therefore, how you have received and word and heard. How hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Who is he talking to? But I thought if you are born again, you don't need to repent anymore. Why is he asking the church to repent? Why is he asking a church to repent? Because churches need to repent from time to time. As the body of Christ, we need to repent. Pastors need to repent sometimes. Glory to God. Believers need to repent sometimes. So don't let anyone confuse you about this matter with some sound philosophical words. Okay? This is Jesus himself telling the church to repent. He's bringing, he's, 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 he's bringing correction. He's bringing alignment. Come on, say alignment. He is bringing alignment to the church. So, does Jesus have a right today to come and try to bring alignment to your life? Yes, He does. He does. And He does that sometimes. He does that sometimes. Sometimes He would do it through, through a message that robs you in the wrong way sometimes. It's part of correction. It's part of alignment. Glory to God. And we need it for our souls. It's good for us. It's healthy for us to be aligned from time to time. So sometimes you are not even aware that you've gone out of alignment. Do you know that? Just like sometimes you don't even know that your car has gone out of alignment. You don't know until it gets so bad. And if, you're, if, 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 you're, if, if you are experiencing driving, as it gets bad, you will now begin to feel it. Yeah? You, you, are, you are holding the steering and the car is going, it's trying to go off. The steering is going this way. Then you know you are out of alignment. Glory to God. Yeah, so some people's lives are going off. They need alignment. Strong will is not going to keep you on track. It's not enough. It's not strong enough to keep you on the path. You need repentance. Glory to God. So repentance is not just for the lost. Even the saved need to repent sometimes. We need to repent sometimes when God, for our disobedience. We need to repent that we don't give God attention. Yeah, we need to repent that we don't love God enough. 
We need to repent that we don't, we don't love His Word enough. We need repentance. And do you know that in the history of revivals, there is no revival that is not preceded by repentance. So when people begin to repent, it now begins to align. It begins to align the people for the move of God. And we're praying, let there be revival, Lord, send your power, pour out your spirit, and we are out of alignment. We're all out of alignment. We need to be aligned. Because when, if you are not aligned, and the power of God and the glory of God manifests, like in the early church, then we will have many Ananiases and Sapphires. And we don't want that, right? So it's best to be aligned. I know it's um, not a good place to say amen, shout it, preach it. Yeah, but we want, we, want, we, want, we want God's best, right? Yeah, we want heaven's best. Do you know that? Do you know that we can come here now and start just prophesying, just demonstrating, you know, the gifts of the Spirit, and there's no repentance. You know, and everybody's like, wow, you know, spot on. The prophecy was accurate. Come on. The power was, ooh, it was smoking in church today. It was steaming. Do you, did you see how it, and there's no repentance. So we're experiencing all those things and there's no repentance. Where is it going to take us? Where? We need alignment. Repentance is man's will alignment. Hallelujah. Lord, may my will be aligned to yours. May my heart be aligned to yours. May my thoughts be aligned to yours. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. There are many areas of our lives that have gone out of alignment long time ago. Long time. We don't even know. We're not even aware. Uh, we're not even aware that our priorities have gone out of alignment. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Our, our will, our, our pursuit, the kingdom is like the last thing. We just remember the kingdom of God when we feel religious. But our lives don't show that the kingdom of God is a priority. We need alignment. We need to repent for not putting God first. Glory to God. Yeah. We put every other thing first but God. <laughs> oh, my Lord, God have mercy on us, myself included. In fact, I need more mercy. You know, for speaking, for declaring these things, if I don't align, then I'm in trouble. I'm in bigger trouble. Because the Bible says that teachers will be judged with stricter judgment. That's what he said in the book of James. 
So I'm not, you know, I'm not bashing you. I'm just saying that, look, we need this thing. Okay? We need this thing. Yes, I know it's good to be motivated. It's good to be inspired. It's good to be, you know, um, uh, to be excited. The messages that will excite us. But we need this as well. Glory to God. Especially now. Especially now, the season that we are in is a season of repentance. It's a season of alignment. Glory to God. Yeah. It's a new year. Come on. Yeah, a new year. So if it's a new year, it has to, we need to align ourselves. We need to align ourselves so that our lives can take speed, pick up speed. And heaven can boom. I'm looking forward to great things. God spoke to us, you know, during the fast, two years compressed into one. Come on. That is powerful. But that cannot happen if there is no alignment. So Lord, help me to align my heart and my will to yours. May my will be aligned to yours. May my passions be aligned to yours. Hallelujah. My passion. I I cannot be zealous about the animals and the environment and not be zealous about the kingdom. That's a misplaced passion. I know we're stewards of the environment. And we should be good stewards of the environment. But I'm telling you, your passions need also to be aligned. Yeah, your passions need to be aligned. Glory to God. So you see, there are many reasons why we need to repent, right? (laughs) Yeah. There are many reasons. Repentance is good. It's foundational foundational it is something that god that's something that will bring god into your life in a greater way when we start to make repentance a lifestyle all the differences between david and saul is that david although he was even Wicked. Saul never committed adultery. Amen. He never committed adultery. David did. And not only that, he killed the husband. And then took the woman for himself. And yet he had other wives. That's wicked. Saul... Disobeyed God. God said, kill the Amalekites. And he didn't. Kill Agag. He didn't. And God says, you have sinned against me. (laughs) But you see, the difference between the two is that David was repentant. Glory to God. If you read Psalm 51, you see it there. In Psalm 51. Hallelujah. He, he, He repented. 
But Saul, no, the people made me do it. I was afraid of the people. I, in fact, I have done the commandment of God. I have obeyed. Meanwhile, he was lying. Lack of repentance made him to lose the kingdom. You see? So if you are a king and a priest and you don't want to lose your kingdom, you don't want to lose your place in the kingdom of God, you need repentance to be part of your life. Glory to God. But David, for all that he did, when the prophet confronted him, the guy broke down and he wept and he cried and he pleaded for mercy and he repented. Yeah. And God forgave him. God forgave him. He still experienced the consequences of his actions, but he had forgiveness. And not only that, he ended up having an everlasting throne, a dynasty. God established a dynasty for David. Why? Because he was a repentant king. He immediately aligned to the will of God. He immediately aligned his will to God. And God was pleased with that. So it's not about perfection. It's about alignment. Come on, somebody turn to someone and say, it's not about perfection. It's about alignment. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's about alignment. It's not about perfection. So there are some people that claim to be perfect and are not aligned. And then there are some people who are saying, be merciful to me, O Lord. <laughs> and they are aligned. And that was the problem Jesus had with the religious um, community of his day. They would, not, they would not repent. They would not align. Instead, they were trying to prove how good they were. Prioritizing the outward appearance and ignoring the heart. Ignoring the heart condition. As long as they can impress people. As long as everyone can look you know, and say, wow, this, this rabbi is just so cool. This is my favorite rabbi. Hmm? I mean, I just like the way he carries himself. He's a man of dignity. And when he talks, in fact, I like, I like his diction. You know, he's, he's, he speaks proper. It's like he's well-trained. He's well-educated. His, his, his elocution is like... Mm. But their heart is out of alignment. That's why John the Baptist called them brood of vipers. <laughs> because in their heart, they were aligned to hell. They were not aligned to heaven. You get my point? Yeah. So that's a problem. And I'm telling you that that is still happening today. It's not just Bible days. It is happening today. Even in the house of God, in the family of God, it's happening. So we need repentance. May God forgive every pastor that is downplaying repentance. May God give them repentance. Hallelujah. 
In closing, let me read a scripture. Second um, Timothy chapter two. Let's 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 look at that. Second Timothy chapter two. Verse 24 says, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, and in humility correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. Can you see, when there is no repentance, it means that those people have been held captive. Yeah, so you see that in the next verse. Look at the next verse. It says in verse 26, that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. So these guys have been taken captive, and so they are not repentant. They have a theology to explain their wickedness. God, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. It's time for repentance. Lord God, give us repentance. Lord God, give us a repentant heart. Lord God, give us a heart that is quick to repent. Help us to escape the snare of the devil. Help us, O God. Help us, O Father. Help us, O God. Grant us repentance. Lord, my God, even those who are in opposition to you, even those who are in opposition to your word, even those who are in opposition to your church, even those who are in opposition to your children, even those who are in opposition to your family, even those who are attacking your, your ministers, even those who are attacking your, your sheep, even those who are attacking your children, Lord, we pray that you will grant them repentance. Grant them repentance, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Grant them repentance, O oh Father. Lord God, Lord my God, visit us, O oh God, with repentance. Break our hearts, O oh God. Break our stony hearts, O oh God. Oh my Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask, O oh Lord God, that you will change our hearts. Change our hearts, O oh God. Change our hearts. Give us repentant hearts in the name of Jesus, my Lord and my God. Lord God, help us. Help us, oh Father. Even when others are wrong, we will correct them with humility. We will not correct them with pride. Oh, my Lord and my God, in the name of Jesus, help us, oh God. Give us repentance. Give us the gift of repentance, oh God. Stir our hearts, oh God. Stir up the spirit of repentance in this house and in this land, oh God. Have mercy, oh God, for this nation. Lord God, we repent, oh Father. We repent, oh Father, for shedding innocent blood. We repent, oh God. We ask for mercy, oh God, for violence against women and children. Lord, we repent. We ask for mercy, oh God. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Forgive us of our wickedness, oh God. Lord God, be merciful to us, oh God. Be merciful to us, oh God. We have oppressed the poor. Lord God, we have oppressed the poor. Forgive us. Forgive us. Have mercy upon us. 
have mercy upon us, O God. Lord, we ask for mercy. Oh, without your mercy, we are finished. Without your mercy, we are finished. We ask for mercy. Forgive us. Forgive us, O God. Grant us repentance. Lord God, help us. Lord God, we repent. Oh, Lord God, we identify with the sins, with the sins of the fathers, with the sins, oh God, of our leaders. And we ask for mercy. We ask for forgiveness. We ask, oh God, that you will have mercy upon us. Forgive us for corruption. Lord, my God, my Lord and my God, for taking that which belongs to the poor. Oh, my Lord and my God, for depriving the poor, for exploiting the poor. Forgive us, oh God. Have mercy upon us. Lord God, help us, oh God. We repent, oh God, of our wicked ways. You said, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, you said, I, the Lord, will hear from heaven and heal their land. Lord, heal our land, oh God. Heal our land of this violence. Heal our land of this wickedness. Heal our land of this corruption. Heal our land, oh God. Oh my God, of this wickedness. Wickedness against our neighbors. My Lord and my God, have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Forgive us pastors, oh God, for exploiting the sheep. Lord God, for taking advantage of the sheep. For abusing the sheep. Forgive us, oh God. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Lord, my God, forgive us, oh God, for not teaching the truth. Forgive us, oh God, for teaching messages that will only tickle the ears of people, oh God. Lord God, forgive us for avoiding messages that will produce repentance. Forgive us. Have mercy upon us. We ask for mercy. We ask for mercy, oh God. Lord God, forgive us for ancestral worship. Forgive us for ancestral worship for idolatry, for occultism, for witchcraft, for abominations. Forgive us for consulting the dead. Oh Lord, forgive us for necromancy in the name of Jesus. We ask for mercy. We ask for mercy. We ask for mercy. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Mighty God, mighty God, we give you glory. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, hallelujah. Have mercy, oh God. Forgive us, oh God. Oh, my Lord and my God. What can we do? What shall we do without your mercy? Without your mercy, we are finished. Without your mercy, we are finished, oh God. Grant us repentance. Align our hearts, oh God. Align our wills, oh God. Align our wills to your will, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Forgive us, O oh God, for ignoring the Great Commission. Forgive us, O oh God. Forgive us. Have mercy upon us. Forgive us, O oh God. Oh, my Lord and my God, for our unfaithfulness. Forgive us for our disobedience. Forgive us, O oh God, for our pride. Forgive us, O oh God. Forgive us for all our abominations. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Mighty God, oh Lord my God, we thank you, Father. Oh, we bless your name. Oh, we give you glory. We give you praise. Oh Lord, Father, I lift up this nation before you. 
look with mercy upon this land. Let the blood of Jesus, oh God, you heard our prayers. Lord, let the blood of Jesus avail for this land. Visit this land with your mercy. Visit this land with your revival. Visit this land, oh God, with reformation. Visit this land with transformation. My Lord and my God. Lord, my God. Oh, Father, we repent of the sin from those in the highest office in government. We repent, oh, Father, on their behalf. We ask for mercy. Lord God, even in the corporate, Father, we ask for mercy. Oh, Lord God, for the wickedness and the corruption. Oh, my God, and the oppression. Lord, we ask for mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy in our homes. Lord God, for the abuse, domestic violence. We ask for mercy, oh God. We ask for mercy. Father, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. Let the blood of Jesus avail for this nation. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. Thank you for the cleansing of the blood of Jesus. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Before we leave, I just want to pray for those. If you're here and you're not born again, you want to receive Jesus, or maybe um, on TV you're watching us and you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you. Just say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. I confess with my mouth He is my Savior. Jesus, come into my heart. Wash away my sin. I repent of my sin. I receive your forgiveness by faith. Thank you, Jesus. Make me a new creation. Make me a new person. Let your kingdom come in my life. I believe and I receive. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. I bless you for everyone. I speak and I release your hand over their lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate the Word of God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.